it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just drain our strategic energy reserves in an act of political desperation. Joe Biden releasing another 15 million barrels of oil and says it has nothing to do with the midterms. You're alive. Of course, Biden, not the only Democratic president catching heat as we get on the air today. The Hill writing a scathing op-ed about Barack Obama claiming he's not doing enough to help Democrats in the midterms. Don't be thick, all right? I mean, man, that's a wild one. We're going to discuss it with multimedia matinee idol Chadwick Moore. It's going to be in the house, as well as the crew from Duck Dynasty. They're here to discuss their new show. Uh, because let's be honest, we can't just talk politics 24 hours a day because the whole freaking country is on the verge of snapping. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. 888 888- If you want to help me opiate the masses in this audio safe space for cool people where we say every day to the point of exhaustion, man, sing along in the car, sing along in the truck. Would you back me up in the meth lab? Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a. That is all. Happy Thursday. Big show. If you missed me last night on Kennedy, I have posted it on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. It is also on my Twitter feed, at Jimmy Fallon. It was a wild one. We were talking about Kamala Harris and the fact that she is hiring her third speechwriter in the last year. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> That's part of it, but it's definitely a fun watch. Okay, it's sheer entertainment. So if you get a second, definitely go check it out. But right now, we are not highlighting my achievements. Really quickly, uh, a huge shout-out. I mean, this is a big one to our affiliate down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the legendary KRMG, Levi May and the gang, have just locked up another Marconi Award at the NAB. Well, we're moving on. Wow. Listen to this one. They have now won for News Talk Station of the Year. News Talk Station of the Year. That is a, I mean, that's it. That's the Super Bowl. Like, I think Levi May gets to go to Disney World now and ride Snow White and the Seven Genders or Peter Pansexual, whatever they're running down there these days at Woke Disney, you know? Everything woke turns to Okay, well, the point is, um, KRMG has not turned to the aforementioned bleeped out word, it is the bell of the bull. And I want to say it is a very high honor to be on their airwaves. Uh, I think at this point, the only thing higher are the people who believe Joe Biden is doing a good job on the economy. Tell them like it is. Let me just jump in and get to work here. Okay, now that they're done taking their bow, the KRMG people just crowd surfed away from the stage. There were body shots. It got really rowdy. But you want to know something? If you win News Talk Station of the Year, you're going to spike the football a little bit. Okay, that being said, when we get to the gas pump today, when we get to the gas pump tomorrow, nobody, 
nobody will be spiking the football in honor of this president's performance uh, when it comes to oil, when it comes to this political gambit. I mean, it's a really desperate move. So here we are now, less than 20 days to go until the midterms. Gas prices had begun to rise again last week, diesel going up by over 30 percent. Okay, 30 cents, 30 cents for diesel. Now, just so you understand, okay, diesel is what's shipping every good you buy. Meaning if the cost of diesel goes up, guess what? So is the cost of goods. Bingo. Realizing inflation is already at a 40-year high, the White House went out and did what? They dipped back into our strategic energy reserves, which are at their lowest point since 1984. Things that are reserved for an act of war or for Mother Nature getting in the way, birthing person nature. We have just dipped in there in the name of politics. This could be a problem. It's a big problem if we wind up needing those reserves. But it's a bigger problem for Joe Biden's credibility. Because what you need to understand, man, okay, is when Joe Biden took office, okay, he was sworn in on January the 20th, 2021. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. There's video, there's footage. He was sworn in as the president of the United States, 46th president. Okay, gas at the time was $1.44 lower than it is right now. Lower. So he's driven up the price of gas $1.44. And again, oil reserves now are at a 40-year low. Oil leases are at an all-time low. And understand, this is all a byproduct of his doing. This is where the frustration comes in. If you're just an objective observer, okay, like I don't get out of bed hating Joe Biden. I don't, you know, I don't care. I think he's terrible at his job. You know, I feel bad for him. I know oftentimes it looks like, you know, the engine's running, but there's really not anybody behind the wheel, you know? If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But I don't get mad at him for that. But the mismanagement and the lying and the brazen lying and the fact that, you know, there used to be a thing when I was growing up where politicians pretended to care. And, yes, we always knew, you know, they'd say one thing and do another or, you know, deep down we might have agreed with their policies, but they were a lot more invested in themselves than they were in us. Joe Biden, this is his biggest fault, is he's such a brazen liar and he doesn't even give you the dignity, the dignity of, like, attempting to tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? You know, we played you the clip earlier in the week when he was in California, and they were like, yes, yeah, it's seven bucks a gallon. And what did Biden say? He goes, oh, it's always seven bucks a gallon out here. You were lying your ass off. When Joe Biden took office, you know what the price of gas in California was? $3.35. Okay, if you're out on the coast right now, you know what the price of gas is? Here it is. I'll read it to you right off the pump. That's the price. Okay, the price is just a man screaming <laughs> or somebody turning tricks behind the gas station to pay for a gallon. What the hell did you just say? You understand they have destroyed the fossil fuel industry, not their capability, but the will to invest, the will to get leases, the will to boost production here in the country. Joe Biden is saying things now like, oh, we got to boost production here and still work on clean energy. But understand that is an about face. It is a brazen lie. When he had an election to win in 2020, he said he would destroy the fossil fuel industry, phase it out. No new permits, no government subsidies. When he needed to win that election, that's exactly what he said. I have the clip. Here it is. Clip six. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. 
this is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Do you understand he declared war on the fossil fuel? We will phase it out. No more subsidies. No, no, it's gone. Any fossil fuels. He said he was declaring war on the industry. Do you understand when you do that and you wind up winning the election, the industry prepares for that war. You get less investment. You get less leases. You get less drilling. You get less fracking. You get much higher prices. Biden sucks. We go from energy independent, a net exporter of fuel, to a country that now needs to import it, a country that is now subjected to the goings-on around the world. You dig? Like Biden likes to tell you, oh, it's Putin's price hike. Putin invaded Ukraine. Yo, the price of gas was going up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. And as I've told you a million times, Putin invading Ukraine did exacerbate the increase of gas costs, but it only exacerbated the increased gas costs because Biden had put us in a position where we were now affected by what went on on the world stage. That's true. That is true. Okay, when we were energy independent, Putin could have did whatever he wanted in Ukraine. He could have showed up like he was a Democrat and put on a bunch of drag shows for kindergartners. Wouldn't have done anything to us. But instead, he showed up and started a war. And, you know, of course, we've started Venmoing Zelensky, you know, a billion dollars a week. It's, it's actually more than that if you average it out. But the point being is we're in this position because of Joe Biden. And now with another election, he's concerned about helping the Democrats across the finish line in the midterms. He's now turning around and demonizing the oil companies. You know, the same oil companies who he said he would put out of business. OK, he's now dipping into the strategic petroleum reserves. OK, let me give you that here. It's clip one. Right now, the strategic strategic petroleum reserve is more than half full with about 400 million barrels of oil. That's more than enough for any emergency drawdown. With my announcement today, we're going to continue to stabilize markets and decrease the prices at a time when the actions of other countries have caused such volatility. You suck. Did you hear the passing of the buck there? The actions of other countries have caused so much volatility. Okay, there's only one country, one country that's responsible for the volatility at our gas pumps. And you know which country it is, right? Are you ready? It's this one. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. The president of this country declared war on this country's fossil fuel industry. That's Use your common sense. But he passes the buck. But what's the other key caveat that you got to hear that he said there? Because Biden's, you know, he's dumb. He's old. He's dumb. His, you know, his mind's kind of it wanders. Okay. And he flat out said these exact words in defending his position. Okay. You heard him say the word. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is half full. Half. So we've drained half of it. You understand? Half of it. Okay, but here are the words. Okay, it's half full with 400 million barrels of oil. That's more than enough for an emergency drawdown. What does that mean? It means right now, okay, the thing we're drawing it down for is not what it's supposed to be drawn down for. Okay, he said the quiet part out loud, the very thing they're accusing him of. This is something that's for an emergency drawdown. A war, a debilitating natural disaster. Instead, what he considers to be an emergency drawdown is a political emergency. It's not a real emergency. But again, we're only in this position because of his approach. And here is Corrine Jean-Pierre, okay, being asked, why should oil companies listen to this president 
when he openly declared that he was going to put him out of business. Here it is, clip eight. You're asking oil companies to further lower gas prices. What makes you think that they are going to listen to an administration that is ultimately trying to put them out of business? How, how is the administration trying to put them out of business? Well, they produce fossil fuels, and this president says he wants to end fossil fuel. U.S. oil production uh, is up and on track to reach a record high next year. We've seen that from their, uh, uh, from when we see their profit margins. They are, uh, they, you know, it's record high. And so, in fact, the United States has produced more oil in President Biden's first year than under Trump's administration's first year. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, let me just jump in because she's lying her face off, number one. But number two, the pivot, okay, the question, the pivot and the question. And when you ever listen to these interviews, hand in hand, immediately, there's never an answer to the question. The answer is, well, we've done this good. And the Inflation Reduction Act, hearing aids are cheaper. President Trump's bad. Fascism. But she doesn't actually answer the question on a substantive level. If you say to the oil companies, I'm going to put you out of business, okay, the oil companies are going to try to make money while they still can, okay, again, they're not responding to Putin's price hike or the volatility in other countries. They're responding to this clip I played you before, and I'll play you again. It's clip six. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. And this is Joe Biden, okay? The reason that we're now at a point where we're talking about opening up an OnlyFans to buy a gallon of gas. Hubba, hubba. Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Big day on the show. Chadwick Moore is coming up. We're going to talk to the Duck Dynasty crew. 
but we open with some you and me time on the phones at 888-788-9910. Carl down in Rylander, Wisconsin. He's out in Rylander, Wisconsin. Yo, Carl. Good morning from Wisconsin. My man. So, Go ahead. So I'm on my way home from work yesterday, and here's a soundbite of Joe Biden. He's going to release another 15 million barrels from our strategic reserve. Well, that's just great. <laughs> so we still got over half left, but there's nothing political about it, right? And in the, in, the, in the middle of the sentence, he says, well, what? It'll work. That's how I brought it down before. That's what I've been doing since I got elected. When it gets back down to $70 a gallon, I'll start buying it back. And, and this is what's so crazy, just to jump in with you. Okay, when we tried to fill the strategic oil energy reserves at $24 a barrel, the Democrats actually blocked it. So when they get out there and brag to you about how we're saving money by buying it back at $70 a barrel, it's actually three times the cost of what we were going to pay. Yes. It's, yes. Have you and ever done? And in, in addition to that, I'm, no, I'm not don't know much about the oil industry, but I know understand a little bit about how business works. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me – so they're saying that that's, and that's going to really motivate the oil industry to start drilling and make oil so that – We'll, we can buy it for so we can get it down to seventy four dollars a barrel. Mm-hmm. When right now it's eighty five dollars a barrel because it, it's business. Yeah. They're not going to make it so they can sell it for less. It's it's such a fascinating level of incompetence. Like I know part of it's lying in politics and lying are kind of baked into the cake, especially when you get closer to the election. But if they really believe what they're telling us, that's more scary to me because that would just suggest that they're stupid, you know, based on what you just outlined. So are you kind of hoping they're just full of it? Because I'd rather them be full of it than be as dumb as they sound. I'm not sure which is worse. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> this is crazy. It, it, it's alarming. I, don't, it, I can't. You, you, it, every, there's nothing that they have done. They have fixed nothing. Nothing. I, I'll try to keep it on the oil, but they have fixed nothing. I, actually, I take that back. They did kind of fix the baby formula issue, but they caused that because they shut down the factory. Yeah, and there are still shortages. No, the only thing that got built back better were the drug cartels. They're killing yeah. it right now. If, yep, you run, if you run a cartel, like Biden better get a nice cheese basket this Christmas or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't know that he's allowed to have dairy. I, I should run this by you as a Wisconsinite. But either way, it's been a mess. Like, I'm, I'm glad yeah. we have each other to laugh about it because I don't know what the people are doing that don't laugh about it. You'd probably go crazy. Right. One other quick comment. Yep. Take it away. Roughly, th- roughly 300 people a-, a day are dying from fentanyl. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an airplane. That's an airplane crash a day. Mm-hmm. That super jetliner that crashed. They shut the. They shut that whole industry. That that manufacturer down for how long until they fix the problem? Yep. We're crashing an airplane a day in the United States, and nobody cares. Well, not nobody, but the people in charge don't care. No, they don't care. That's that's part of the problem. Uh, at least they don't have to wear masks on this airplane. I don't know what to tell right. you. It's a mess. <laughs> Great call, Carl. We'll do it again soon, brother. Be well. Thanks. 888-788-9910. We'll get back to the calls after this. And we've got, I mean, I always say there's a race to the bottom going on in Washington. I do believe MSNBC just won. Uh, I'll play you the clip next. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. It's a big Thursday episode of the show. I wanted to jump into this really quick, and we're going to get right back to the phones because it really dovetails. You know, they say that in, like, corporate speak. It dovetails. We'll circle back. Remember Jen Psaki used to say that? Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Well, here's one that really dovetails with what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the strategic petroleum release from the president less than 20 days from the midterms. Biden said yesterday with a straight face, no, it's nothing to do with politics. (laughs) Straight clown stuff. But here it is. There's a Gallup poll out today. A Gallup poll tracking American trust in mass media. And for the first time since the poll started in 1972, more Americans have chosen not at all to describe their trust in mass media. You know, places like MSNBC, CNN. CNN is the worst. But 38% of Americans chose none at all when it comes to the media. And, you know, we make fun of CNN. But in this instance, nobody crystallizes this better than Chris Hayes over at MSNBC. Okay? Chris Hayes Got hair and makeup yesterday. You go to a little chair. Somebody does your makeup. Somebody else kind of fine-tunes your hair. I know that's hard to believe when you watch me on TV. They're like, they're not giving you hair and makeup. Come on, man. But they are. Believe me, a lot of it. These people work hard uh, for a guy like me. But Chris Hayes yesterday with a straight face. He got the hair. He got the makeup. He had time to think about this. And then he got in front of a TV camera in front of millions of people. Well, it's not millions of people. You've seen the ratings. But a lot of people, a significant amount of people, saw Chris Hayes claim with a straight face. You want to know why nobody trusts the media? Chris Hayes yesterday defending Biden's decision to dip into our strategic energy reserves by saying it's the only way to preserve democracy. Don't you have any respect for yourself? We are living in the death of shame. Here is your proof, clip 13. People have complicated and busy lives, and they've got things they're thinking about when they go to the polls, like the cost of living, inflation, and yes, gas prices, the one price in America that is posted on every street corner, those digits, they are going to be front of mind for voters. And so we find ourselves in a situation where keeping gas prices low is key to preserving and strengthening the future of our democracy. And so... Here we are. Hence Biden releasing oil from the reserves today. That was absolutely dreadful. I mean. That was embarrassing. I mean, seriously, man. Really think about that. Can you imagine being that stupid? No. Okay. So we're releasing our strategic energy reserves. Something that are based on a war or a hurricane or tornado. We're releasing them, according to Chris Hayes, because we need to protect democracy what would you do with a brain if you had one i mean that is so embarrassing okay with the you know what's the argument here the you know is is what well you know uh, democrats lose the midterms the republicans are going to ban democracy you know those republicans with their voter id laws that have led to a 220 percent increase in early voting they want to ban democracy don't you know i mean we're living in the death of shame where someone's willing to get hair and makeup and get in front of a TV camera and tell you, no, no, this is good for you. This is, no, no, we're saving democracy. I understand if we have a war, we could probably lose, or, you know, we have an act of God, we won't have any gas, but we've got to do this. We're saving democracy. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But if you want to know why nobody trusts the media, there it is, okay? Because it's not journalism. It is activism masquerading as journalism. 
Okay, with this goes all the way through the Mueller probe, which they covered every day. Oh, Trump's taking a perp walk out of the White House. His kids are going to flip on him. You're not going to believe it. We've got an anonymous bombshell source again. Coming up tonight at 8 o'clock on the Don Lemon Show. He's going down. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. They weren't buying it then. They're not buying it now. So there was the Mueller probe. Then the media said, what? If you're unvaccinated, it's time to shame you. Screw your freedom. Because vaccinated people cannot get and spread the COVID virus. Okay, we know that's not the truth. But that was the sales pitch way back when. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Who will not get the shot? Shame on you. I mean. The media is a bunch of losers. And everybody knows that. Whether it was the vaccine or, you know, when they were propping up Andrew Cuomo as the greatest guy in the world. Remember, he was the man of the year as he was covering up a nursing home elder side scandal. Hansy Andy Cuomo was being touted as the greatest guy in the world. Andy! Andy! At one point, they were telling you Michael Avenatti was going to be the next president of the United States. Michael Avenatti, 2024, okay? 2024 isn't even going to be Michael Avenatti's release date from prison at this point. (laughs) But you want to know why people don't trust the media, okay? This is why. I'll give you 30 seconds of this. You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. Sitting beside me right now. I'm not going to let you cheat. You, You have to guess. Uh, and a hint, his name is Michael Avenatti. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Look, I think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. To me, you're like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you are oh, all places oh, at all times. He's out there saving the Look, country. You, you know what? I'm, He's a rock star, I think. It'd be interesting to see his next check. Absolutely. <laughs> the best one is when he goes, you know, I don't think you're in it for the money, Avenatti. The guy's actually in jail for extorting Nike and defrauding Stormy Daniels of millions of dollars, which, by the way, took a long time to count because she gets paid in singles. But the point is, this is what the media does. It is agenda, agenda, agenda. And it's why nobody trusts them. It's why that Gallup poll exists. When you hear a guy like Chris Hayes get on TV and say we're draining our strategic energy reserves to protect democracy is what we're trying to do in this moment. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Come on, man. We're living in the death of shame. I got a lot of backup on this, too. Let's get into the calls. 888-788-9910. Mac is in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's good barbecue country. Yo, Mac. Not anymore. I'm up in Manassas now. That's how long it's been since I've called you. You missed out on the barbecue, brother. (laughs) You, You couldn't FedEx me a plate. It'd still be fresher than the food in New York. Listen, it sounds like you've been getting enough barbecue as it is. Oh, that was a cheap shot. No, nobody calls me fat but me on this show, Mac. It's just supposed to be just me. being realistic, brother. <laughs> You're the one talking about all that Q you've been having, all that good Q. Dude, I've been eating good for real. Like Oklahoma, by the way, was very underrated. Oh, it was great. No, not at all. Trust me. If you know, you know. Yeah. Oklahoma's got some good Q. As good as anybody's. As good as anybody's. As but- good as anybody's. Faux show. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So tell me about this. Do you buy this Biden, uh, you know, he, he with a straight face? He's like, this has nothing to do with the midterms. What do you believe? 
420 today, Jimmy, putting it in the in the car. 420 oh a gallon. Gosh. That's nuts. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that about, yeah, I don't <laughs> believe it at all. It, it's all it's all horse pucky butter maker. I mean, <laughs> honestly, God, he, <laughs> the funny part is, is that he believes that, that we believe that, or I, or does he? I, I don't, at this point, I'm at a loss, brother. Yeah. I'm at a loss. It's. I was trying to discuss this earlier. I don't know if they, you know, because they, they lie. Politicians lie, and that's fine. It's a thing we're used to. I kind of just want to believe this is them lying shamelessly because if they're really that stupid, like, it's concerning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm scared. Like, I'm genuinely worried. So I believe they know better. And I also believe, you know, when the midterms are over and they can't keep doing this, we're going to see the price go back through the roof. But at that point, they don't care because they're hoping to find another, you know, another, you know, something else. We'll, we'll indict Trump again or, you know, Baron Trump treated, cheated on his SATs. We got to bring him down. You know, it'll be something. But well, here's the thing. It's, mm-hmm. just a, it's just a good opportunity. I'm going to a GOP meeting tonight in Manassas, and, and, and I can't wait to discuss some of this stuff with, with these Republicans, because, and I'm a Republican, but mm-hmm. we have an opportunity here as Republicans to crush yeah. this. Yep. If we get the control and we actually start turning this country around, which I don't believe should be too difficult. I'm not, I'm not saying fix everything right away, but mm-hmm. if within the next two years we bring those gas prices down and those food prices down, uh, it's going to be a long time before the Democrats have any power again. Yeah, well, that, that well, that's the gig. So what you've got to tell the Republicans, because a lot of, you know, traditional politicians want power more than progress, because the thing is, right. sometimes progress denies you something to run on in the name of power. You know, it's more about blaming the other guy for not getting there than getting there. But I think we're that's living in right. a new politics like this is where Trump kind of did change things for the better, whether people listening like him or not. OK, he had it in his head that he could do this job well enough that the media was going to give him credit for exceeding their expectations. That was never going to be the case. But the point is, he got into office and he actually did things. Again, you could like him, you could not like him, but they really tried to do things. And there's now this expectation because social media has such an instant capacity for feedback that if they get into office and sit on their hands, they're really going to hear about it. Because I think... Imagine yeah. Imagine what he could have done yeah, if, no. if they didn't try to torpedo him every day and actually yeah, supported no. him on some things. No, there's no question. Like, they did blitz him every down. And when you look back on this era in history, the way they treated the president will be remembered as far more distinguishably bad than the way the president acted. And I'm not saying he threw a perfect game, but I'm just saying what they were doing to a president literally every second of the day was just trying to well, ruin them. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's not even a president anymore. It's bananas. Um, right. But you get it. Well, listen, if they have any food in Manassas, I, I still need it. I'm still demanding it, despite your insistence that I look like a before model. So pull some strings. Man. <laughs> yeah, your fashion sense, your, your, your fashion mind is going the way of the Democratic mind, man. I love those boots when you went on Gutfeld that one time, but I don't know what's happened, Jimbo. Oh, no. Now defund the fashion police. That's enough out of you, Mac. We'll talk. Be well, All brother. Right. See you, man. Mac taking some shots at the champ. Uh, Ezra's down in Atlanta, Georgia. Ezra. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. So you got to wonder, I mean, here's Joey, who we call Pudding Head. He's trying (laughs) to play on a good day, tic-tac-toe, and the best thing you can do globally is barely, you know, no chess, and it's a 3D chess world. All he's going to do is drain down the gas. He he thinks he's going to get it at $70 a barrel. I get the theory, but who's he going to buy it from? Because the oil companies have no incentive to invest if they're killing the business. So he's going to be buying it from Iran, 
Russia, Venezuela, and those guys. And then when he says he's getting it back, I'm looking for a bait and switch where the narrative now switches to green energy. So it wouldn't be shocking to me if he puts bicycles in prisons and has those guys hooked up to some generator and thinks that's part of the policy. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Well, I mean, he's that dumb. He's that dumb. Are you telling me in addition to wind and solar, we're going to be pivoting to hamster and we're going to have a hamster running on a wheel? Is that what's next? Well, yeah, and the wheel is going to be us. (laughs) <laughs> We're already running, trying to keep up. Right? Dude, it's bad. And you, I mean, you want to know something, though? I want to add to what you said, though. The rest of the world knows how incompetent he is. They do see this. Like they, they, they see him trying to sell the idea of $70 a barrel oil as a good thing. But they're aware that Trump tried to buy it at $24 a barrel. So they realized well, the faulty it. logic. We yeah. were filled to capacity. Yep. When Trump was there, we were filled to capacity. We were all employed. Every minority, every everybody had good jobs. We had global respect. I mean, I've worked for several companies based in Germany, France, mm-hmm. Israel, yep, and yep. Korea. Mm-hmm. All of them have said, we didn't like him as a person, but if I was American, I'd vote for you, and we felt safer. So don't tell me. The Koreans, the Israelis, anybody feels safer today. This no. Total, no way. It's just a disaster. It's yeah. a disaster. No, it's, 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 it's a mess, man. Um, yeah. The only, the only yeah. silver lining I can give you is the Biden presidency effectively ends when the midterms come. Because once the, Demo- yeah, the Democrats are going to lose, it's going to be because, again, he's pushing policies that the entire party supports, but they're going to pin the loss on him. And they'll force him out from 2024, and then you'll get some other Well, Yahoo. he'll be lame duck, hopefully, yeah. November 9th or 10th. But mm-hmm. when you look at the number of seats that have switched, and I did looked at it back to Reagan and all that stuff, mm-hmm. everybody loses a big chunk at midterms. Yep. So if, if he loses less than 40 seats— they scammed it again. I mean, <laughs> no. Trump, Trump well, lost 26, Reagan lost 26, Clinton uh, lost 52, and Obama lost 63. Yep, so the yep. blue team loses big, the red team loses a little, and if they don't get swamped, they cheated. Well, listen, man, I, I, it remains to be seen how this goes. But what's funny is when the Republicans win, the Democrats are going to pivot from claiming an election is stolen as treason to saying the Republicans stole this election, too. And this is why we right. can't have nice things. You get it. Good call, brother, man. Do, keep up the good work. Ever. Thank you. See you, Stay brother. safe. You too, my man. There he goes. The great Ezra. Quick break. Back with more of your calls after this. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. President's dipping back into the strategic energy reserves. I had a lot to say. Uh, it sounds like the f- callers have a lot more to add, so let's just keep up this balloon. Aaron is in Waco, Texas, and it is not pretty. Yo, Aaron. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? My man. Uh, it doesn't sound like the ride uh, through Texas is going on. What is the price you told Mikey? All right, I took a single brand spanking new international box truck 26 foot box truck from cleburne texas to st louis missouri and it was 727 miles from point a to point b and it cost 535 dollars in diesel to do it empty oh no my freight. goodness empty you just said no freight yeah no that freight. is delivering a brand new truck just to the company so they can start using it so that was getting almost eight miles to the gallon 
in a truck that was empty. So once it gets loaded, it's going to cut that down to probably five. And it puts it in perspective for people why they're paying so much for everything they buy because that's how it gets there. That isn't, I mean, at those prices, like that's a strip club price. Shouldn't there be like a topless dancer pumping the gas? Oh, God. Uh, well, I could go a little further with that. <laughs> no. All right, all right, all right. You got me. <laughs> I saw you and you raised me one. I have to fold this this hand of poker while I still have a job, Aaron. I uh, hear but, you, buddy. This is a great call, uh, and I, I thank you for bringing attention to this because people need to get it, man. Like, it's it's the, it's a dollar and cent thing. All the talk, all the card tricks, everything they're throwing at us, it's a, it's a racket. We're getting screwed. There's no nice way to say it. Yeah, and this is how I make a living. And I'm currently taking an RV from way up in uh, Indiana all the way back to Corpus Christi, Texas right oh, now. Man. I'm in the middle of Illinois. Nuts. It's going to cost me $800 to get this RV across the country 1,200 miles. That's, that's insane. what it's going to cost to get it there. No, that's, that's, that's sheer madness. So listen, at the very least, I'm not going to yell at the oil companies like Biden did to lower prices or whatever, but I'm going to put in some calls about those dancers. It's the least I can do, okay? Done deal, Aaron. You have a great one, man. You too, buddy. Keep on trucking. There you go. The great Aaron. Uh, Really quick, we're under a minute. Ike is like got formal media training, so let me just jump in with Ike really quick. Ike, are you there? Hey, Jimmy, good to hear you again, man. Say, listen, dude, you know, you are so right about what you're saying about the media. You're so right about what you're saying about uh, Joe Biden and the administration. What boggles my mind is nearly 50 percent, or at least they tell us nearly 50 percent, of America still buys it. They pay the same thing for food you are, and uh-huh. I am, the same thing for fuel Ike. you are, and I am, and Ike. they're on board with it. I don't. I, I, don't, I got I, two yeah. words for you, Ike. Legalized marijuana. I don't know how else to explain it, man. I don't know. But when the the munchies get so expensive, they got to get off of it, man. You know it's bad when the potheads are losing weight. Yeah, it's not supposed to work that way. Brilliant call, Ike. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We're lacing them up over here. We got a big hour, big hour on Fox Across America. We're going to be hanging out with the Duck Dynasty crew. This I needed to do this. This is for me. You know, I do a lot of stuff for you guys. I always say it's our show. It's America's family meeting. I'm kind of the radio deadbeat dad. Well, I got to do some deadbeat dad stuff when it comes to talking politics and wander off the reservation for a little bit in this hour. Jace and Missy Robertson are stopping by to discuss Duck Family Treasure which debuts Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. I want to talk about a treasure hunt. Now, you want to know why I want to talk about a treasure hunt? Because we've got a president who buried the economy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> it might come in handy to go look for Jesse James's stash. Might be the only way to buy a gallon of gas by the time Biden is done with this first and last term in office. It's a bad one. We've been discussing it on the phones. It is 888 9910. Really quick, putting a bow on an earlier segment, we were talking about gas. Biden claiming, claiming yesterday at the White House with a straight face, with a straight face. He said, What? No, and, you know, we're dipping into our strategic oil reserves just to pass the, uh, you know, pass savings on to the consumers. I'm just looking out for you. This is not politics, it is not politically motivated. Listen to this clip. It's clip three. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because, to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? 
That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, move, it's not. Three weeks We're, before the midterms. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. I mean, come on. You're not telling me the truth. It's not politically motivated to cut the strategic energy reserves, another 15 million barrels, 19 days before an election in which you are projecting to lose more seats than anybody in history except Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Okay, it's absolutely politically motivated. And it's absurd because this is being done to an energy reserve that is not meant for politics. I've said it a million times, so I don't want to exhaust the point. But there's always a solution. There's a silver lining show. Okay, and the solution is what? Is green light more production here? Okay, but one thing we haven't seen happen yet is that. And I've got backup. I've got proof. Driving through Little Rock, Arkansas right now. Guy was just in West Texas. Jerome is on the line. Yo, Jerome. Jimmy. Look at you leading off the hour. I mean, this is, this is big. This All is big, right. This I is love big it. Big real estate, Jerome. <laughs> Wait, I don't know who your agent is, but apparently he's bossing around my call screener. <laughs> I put the miles in, brother. <laughs> you, yes, yes, you do. And it sounds like they're getting expensive. Hey, it's uh, anywhere from West Texas to Arkansas here. Diesel is anywhere from five twenty five to about five thirty five. Wow, that is vicious. So, um, and uh, and and they were to call it the strategic political oil reserve is what they need to be calling it. Yeah, it's a scam. I mean, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody sees through it. Like, I'd have more respect if they just stood at the polling places and handed out money. You know, it's the same. Yeah. Th- it's the same thing. No, same thing. It's, same thing. It's so crazy. Yeah, but I was. Mm-hmm. I drove all across West Texas yesterday, and I got to noticing about one out of every 10 oil, you know, pumps there that's over the well was they actually running. Wow. And that tells me right there that they've had to cut back all that because, see, he's only letting them produce so much. Yeah. And all they'd have to do is green light it, and we'd have all the oil we need because it's sitting there ready to be took out of the ground. Oh, you have no idea. I know. the it's, Again, it's not a crisis of capability. It's just, you know, it's a stupid problem. We have a stupid problem. We have stupid yeah. people in power. And it's, you know, no, yeah. one, no one's being honest about the fact that, you know, we can't go green, like flip a switch and have the capacity to pull that off. We're not being honest. You know, that's the bigger problem. No. No, um, but I figured out why they won't just hand out cash at the polling places because guys like you are going to take it to some adult establishments and then they're back in trouble. <laughs> now, now we're back in the Clinton White House. You know what I'm saying? It's no good. <laughs> they can't have. Yeah, that. you talk about the other trucker you talked to yep. about getting the the ladies come out. Yep. You know, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, <laughs> I need mean, all the get out here. <laughs> that's that. That's my campaign. We had a caller earlier. I was unable to get to Brandy earlier, but Brandy wanted to know if I ran for president. What what I would what my my strategy would be, and I think I might have just unveiled the strategy. The strategy would just you know be make America dance again. I guess I don't know. Um, there you go, Jerome. Keep a up lot the lizard forever truck. Oh, there a lot lizard in every pot. There it is, Jerome, twenty twenty four. I'll see you at the I'll see you at the campaign rallies. Good work, brother. There he goes, Jerome. That is funny, man. That is really funny. And I have to tell you, when you're hearing Jerome say something like five thirty five a gallon, five thirty five a gallon for diesel. Biden sucks. And then to get out there, and be like, no, no, this isn't politically motivated. No, not at all. And again, I understand. You know, he is trying to help. I mean, he thinks he's trying to help. 
in theory, reduce the price of gas. But this is an issue of supply and demand. It's like student loan forgiveness. The cause, the cause of high student debt is the high cost of tuition. When you forgive student debt for 10000 or 20000 do you do anything at all whatsoever to address the soaring cost of tuition? The answer would be no. I mean, really think about that. That's the scam of student loan forgiveness. It's that people who did not take out loans are being forced to pay the loans of people who did. That's not right. It's a scam. Student loan forgiveness sounds good. Ah, we're forgiving your loans. Is anybody's loan actually getting forgiven by the institution? The answer would be no. No, it's a scam. It's no different than the Inflation Reduction Act. It doesn't reduce inflation. They're yelling and screaming about it being the biggest climate change bill ever. Big out's the best climate change bill in the world. Woo! But it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. And that's why it's such a scam. When he goes out and decimates our strategic energy reserves, you understand they're at a 40-year low. We're not addressing the issue of supply and demand. You know what else we're not doing? We're not curbing pollution because we're buying oil from places that produce it far filthier than we do. When Jerome was just driving across West Texas looking for lot lizards, he noticed none of the oil wells were pumping in West Texas. Why? Because we've cut production. And that's the bigger fraud here is what Biden is trying to do. It's called a masking agent. When you are a cyclist, when you're an Olympic weightlifter, when you're a pro football player, okay, and you get drug tested on the regular, there is something called a masking agent, a type of substance you can take simply because having it in your bloodstream will reduce the appearance of steroids. Okay, that's what a masking agent is. It allows you to pass the test by masking the appearance of steroids, the spikes in testosterones in your body, okay? What Biden is doing with the strategic energy reserves is he's putting us in a military disadvantage. He's putting us at a logistical disadvantage from a storm by treating this like a masking agent. We will mask the appearance of high gas prices in our bloodstream right now. We will mask the appearance of an incongruent relationship between supply and demand by artificially lowering the prices for a few more weeks till we get through the midterms. This is politics as usual. It absolutely is. But you understand, okay, when we get through the midterms, they can't reduce any more energy, and we haven't reduced the price, which means Biden's just going to make it go right back up. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they do us. And I play an Obama clip. Why? Because Democrats, are you ready for it? Democrats are now mad at him too, of all people. It's madness. Listen to this one. I love this one so much. Okay, I had to get to this in this hour. Okay, so Barack Obama, there's a new article in The Hill. Okay, and according to The Hill, Democrats are not thrilled with Barack Obama. The piece is titled, Democrats Grumble, It's Too Little, Too Late with Obama. And the author starts out by noting, when aides to Barack Obama announced the former president's schedule for the midterms late last week, some Democrats were already grumbling. She adds, President Biden is widely seen as a drag on the party's fortunes this cycle as he battles dismal approval ratings. With some candidates not wanting Biden to attend his rallies in their states and districts, the absence of Obama's star power has been notable. Okay, Parn cites an unnamed Democratic strategist who complains, I think a lot of people have said, where's Obama? He shouldn't just be the closer. He's still seen as the party's rock star. You know, 
We need help in the midterms from the guy who lost more seats in the midterms than anybody in the history of the party. That's where Joe Biden and the Democrats find themselves. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Really desperate. And the, the source go, goes on to say, I think it's foolish to leave things to the end, arguing that no one should be surprised but Obama's just starting to show up now. They believe, correctly in my view, that if he's out there doing events all the time, it dilutes the attention it gets from voters and reporters. So it's best to save it for the big get-out-the-vote push at the end. Okay. Former president expected to join an early vote rally in Nevada November 1st. So you're telling me a week before the midterms, Obama's going to show up and start campaigning. Do you want to know why Obama isn't showing up to campaign earlier? I own a politics to English dictionary. I follow this stuff. I understand human nature. Okay. He's not showing up to campaign anytime soon because he wants nothing to do with what everybody knows is a lost cause. You're absolutely right. A lost cause. Okay, they're about to lose everything. He knows they're going to lose everything because the issues they're running on are not the issues we're polling on. What I mean by that is when you look at the midterm polls, like what's your top priority in the midterms? You know what 78% of the people say? They say inflation. Okay. You know what they say after that? They say fuel prices. You know what they say after that? They say gas. You know what they say after that? They say crime. What do all of those things have in common? They're not late-term abortion or climate change. The Democrats are running on late-term abortion and climate change, okay? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, okay? But that's what they're running on. Women's rights are under attack in this country. <laughs> Nobody's taking away abortion, okay? And the repeal of Roe versus Wade did not ban abortion. Okay, it's simply return the right to decide to the states where people will vote for what limits, if any, they'll impose on abortion. That's where we're at on Roe versus Wade. But the Democrats are trying to sell this so aggressively. Stacey Abrams yesterday, with a straight face, said, well, you know, abortion is really the answer to inflation because the price of goods gets so expensive in this country. You know, why don't you just kill the kids? I mean, I mean, think about it. who wants to pick up an extra hour this weekend on the job. You can just whack one of the kids. Stacey Abrams is full of She's an actual lunatic, but they don't listen to themselves. This is barbaric. Okay, here's this is so nuts. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to tell you. Let me hear, give this to you. It's clip 17. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, that is disgusting. We really think about what she just reduced a human life to. You know, having kids is expensive. That's why you're worried about gas. That's why you're worried about groceries. Can you imagine? Sheesh. Being one of her kids. Hey, kids, the good news is I got three boxes of your favorite cereal at the grocery store. The bad news is it went up by 40%, so one of you is going to get shot in the backyard. I mean, dude, I mean, just it's barbaric. The Democratic policy on abortion used to be safe, legal, and rare. But now that they've spiked prices to an all-time high, the policy on abortion is a coat hanger in every pot. Like, this is disgusting. It's barbaric. Okay, but that's who they are, and that's why, to his credit, Barack Obama doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't want to be a part of this. It's disgusting. 
People are starving. We had a baby formula shortage. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death in this country right now because of our southern border, which, by the way, also a top five issue. You know what's not a top five issue again and again and again? Late-term abortion and climate change. Correct the mundo. Do you really want to show up and campaign on issues nobody cares about in the country right now? The answer would be no. You could say whatever you want about Obama. A lot of you didn't like him. Okay, I didn't vote for him. I'm not a big fan of Obama. Okay, but understand, I respect his intelligence. I thought he was a terrible president. I thought he was wildly overrated by the media. I don't think he was ever subjected to any real scrutiny. I think it was embarrassing what the media did. I think it was embarrassing what the Democrats did because Barack Obama ushered in the era of identity politics. Every time he came out with a bad idea that would radically expand the size of our government, the Democrats were like, what's so different about this president? That you guys oppose his policies. Hmm, let me think. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But now the ideas have gotten so stupid, not even the guy who benefited from them calling everyone racist will show up to support them. Tell it like it is. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up, man. Coming up in the next break. So exciting. Going to be rapping. I mean, it's a good one. Jason, Missy Robertson, the Duck Dynasty family, going to stop by. We're going to go into the woods and hunt for treasure. I'm telling you, man, this might be the, <laughs> the way the economy's going. I'm like, I'm half joking. We might all be out there with shovels sometime soon. You're going to wind up finding Hillary Clinton's email server. This is not okay. Much funnier joke if I told it four years ago, by the way. But, you know, it's Throwback Thursday. We're having a good time. Right now, we're throwing back to Tyler, Texas. I'm heading there in a couple of weeks. Uh, Chris is down there now. Yo, Chris. Hey, non-binary person friend. How are you? (laughs) Person with the capacity for pregnancy. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm just lovely. I just I find so much irony in the fact there is not a single democrat running for anything who wants joe biden by their side and then there's fetterman who can't string a sentence together who wants the only other democrat who can't string together a coherent sentence it's a it's it's a it's a mess man it's uh the, it, my, my issue it, with fetterman and biden it's always it's the policies like there seems to be physical impairments obviously to, to any observer but yeah. the policies are worse than the things we make fun of like fetterman so you say he can't complete a sentence but the bigger issue yeah, is yeah. he doesn't want criminals to complete their sentences that's the problem you know I think if you picked them both up by the feet and shook them, it'd be a pair of maracas. Just hear the rattling going on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I don't even know what to make of that one. I just keep thinking of the poor sign language interpreter who has to make up all of those signals today while the two of them oh, yeah. speak. I mean, that's a, you know, I, I, if that guy's not getting paid hazard pay, there's no oh, they justice. Could get, they, could, they could get that sign language interpreter who was with uh, Obama at that, uh, I think it was Nelson Mandela's funeral. Oh, remember guy that guy who, who wasn't a guy? Up, yeah, making up his own stuff. <laughs> he, might, he might be the only guy that can handle this, by the way. we got to find that guy. He's just, up there, he's just up there advertising for local restaurants. That's, that's so funny, man. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to go. Are you going to be down in Tyler when we get down there? Uh, you know, 
It seems like every time you come down here, I have to leave town for something. So what day of the week is it? It's a Thursday. We're going to be in Tyler, and Friday we're going to be in Longview. It's the 10th and the 11th. I will, I, will, I will be here. Oh, stuff is getting real. Okay, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> Listen, I've made my, I have kept up my half of this deadbeat friendship. I've been down there hanging out at the I Country know. Tavern. I'm going to be at the Country Tavern that when I'm down there, so we'll work it out. Oh, Let's get some well, ribs. I, I know where that is. All right. Well, we'll go. We're going to somebody. Somebody's making his ribs. I don't. You know. But uh, all, you know, uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on all of that. But good call, by the way. Awesome. All right. Well, well, thank you. And thank you for opening with the gorillas. It's you know just right up my alley. Oh, there you go. All right. I'll give the DJ an extra six pack of Zimas. Good job, Chris. I'll see you soon. Uh, big, big, big moment coming up on this show. A little escapism. We're going to wrap with Jason Missy Robertson. When we come back, they've got a new show out. It's called Duck Family Treasure. It airs Thursday nights at 8 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. It's required viewing the way the world's going. Are you serious right now? Babe. Babe. Treasure. Dinner tonight. Like 20-something people are coming. We agreed no more big holes in the yard. It's not that big of a hole. You're going to have to clean all this up. Okay. All of it up. You look like a supermodel, babe. I like your dress. He's always hunting something. <laughs> Is Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon doing a little family therapy right now? Uh, Duck Family Treasure uh, airs Thursday nights at 8 p.m. on the Fox Business Network starting tonight, girlfriend. So you got to check it out. Joining me now to discuss such things, Jason Missy Robertson in the house. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello, everyone. Now, when you watch the video of that clip, I just want to clarify for our listeners. The video of that clip is you digging a hole in the backyard. Okay. With an excavator. Thank you. But your fabulous accent, <laughs> the first time you played it, I wasn't watching the video, and I thought you said, no more big hose in the backyard. <laughs> and I was like, yo. I mean, I have a weird marriage, but I mean, I've, I've never knew you had the permission for the big hoe. Uh, my wife has always been fine with like a medium-sized hoe. So it was, it was a lot for me. Uh, but it's very much That's in keeping one. with the spirit of the show uh, that yeah. we'd have a moment like that. But good to see everybody again. And you're back. The, the fact that you're back on the show is stunning. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. So, yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised you're here because you didn't know about the first go round. <laughs> but uh, apparently, he forgot about it too. But well, you're back in New York. I told you I'm unoffendable. So uh. <laughs> that's one thing about our family is we laugh a lot at each other. That so is, we're good. Well, isn't yeah. that like the ultimate survival skill? Because like I was broke most of my life driving a taxi, but we had a good time because we were just laughing, right? That's what we did. We don't we don't get offended at each other's mishaps, and uh, we're surrounded by alligators, so they have. Thick skin. I, I don't know. I guess that's. But you don't like the alligators, huh, babe? No, I don't want any how about, crawlies. Though. But how about as like a fashion? Do you like? Can you can you wear gator boots? I do have some gator. Yeah, boots, you actually. do. <laughs> yes, you do. See, she and likes snakeskin boots. But this life from I don't like afar. snakes either. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I'll take them as an accessory. We, we no, have, that works. We have zero things in common besides our faith and our kids. Okay, and it actually worked. We've been married how long, babe? Over thirty years. Wow. You're close, yeah. So this contrast and mm-hmm. conflict, evidently it's adventurous because she's, 
she keeps hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> so, no joke, look, in the first season, which is mm. airing now on Fox Business, starting every Thursday. I didn't even realize that till I got here in New York. Yeah, yeah, I had no time. idea why I was here. <laughs> and uh, she told me that right before. He just does what I tell him to. No, but that which works. is good. That's good That's for also, also well. good for but the But no, tonight at 8 o'clock, the first one is that episode, that mm. clip from that episode is airing tonight on Fox Business. It's, a, it's an episode called Always Hunting Something. Yes. That's why I got into treasure hunting because uh-huh. I went from ducks and frogs and but now what they're doing is uh you know they're showing up and they're wanting to hunt a little you know frogs and mm-hmm. ducks and treasure. We'll go get a cannon filled with gold or something like that. Yes. Well, we've actually looked on That's... numerous occasions and when we find it the our fox viewers will be the first to see it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the difference in hunting the ducks and hunting what you say the frogs and hunting yeah. the squirrel and hunting they all have a season. Yeah. There is no season for That's treasure a, hunting. There's so no he could be season. gone. That's he awesome. could be gone every day uh-huh. or he could be home every day. So it depends on how our marriage is going. That's which one I would <laughs> well, like it's perfect best. timing because the kids are all grown now. We do have a little baby that we're fostering, but mm-hmm. uh for the most part I thought, well, this is the perfect hunting to get into. Yeah, yeah. Because now and then I what I was gonna say is on the first season. They had her come for uh, one of the episodes, and she was going to try it, and she was open to it. Mm-hmm. And you last, uh, I mean, I was. Uh, she not didn't want to be there. But I was dragged to. We're it, doing a show. Agree. Come on, so look, you know how long she lasted? Five minutes. I lasted a little bit more than that. Dump it wasn't long. Ten, maybe, and wow. she actually found long. a little button. So I know a lot of people are thinking, "Oh, that was all planned," and no, she got out there and said. I'm out of here. <laughs> that was that. And so, One and done. Just she said, the I, there was some little shops in town that I would like to go check out. So they sent a camera crew with her, mm-hmm. Han Solo, by herself. And they filmed it, which I thought it made a pretty good episode. Maybe you're man. telling the whole episode. That hasn't aired on Fox Business well, yet. You that know what? coming up. Spoiler Listen, alert. Yes. I just told Spoiler you. Spoiler alert. She oh. goes shopping. But well, that's hunting. <laughs> you got to find something. Hey, you hit the I racks. I treasure hunting. Thank yes. you. Yes, I do. Our producer, who's actually with us on this trip, she just she was standing and she just went down on the floor. She actually, <laughs> I just saw her do a shot with my producer. Yeah. They just so, chugged uh, tequila. I ruined this. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Jason, Missy, Robertson are here. Uh, uh, loaded with spoiler alerts for this season of Duck Family Treasure. Uh, I think it's epic. I think it's, I think it's funny. And I just think for most people, because I talk politics and news all day, just getting out into the woods, it's like good escapism. Yeah, what are we you doing know? here? Everybody's stressed out. They're paranoid. You know, mm-hmm. we had a pandemic. People are like in fear, running mm-hmm. through the hills. And then all of a sudden they turn something on and they're like, oh, this is fun. Yep. It's a healthy distraction. Which, Jimmy, I will tell you, when I see you come on – Fox News or Fox Business, I, I'm like, oh, yes, okay, something good and funny oh, is going to happen because yeah. it's not as serious. But you do – I, I like to listen to you because you are into the politics, you are into the news, but you bring it down to our level well, yeah. where we can figure – and we agree. Well, we agree with most of it. But whenever you analyze it and uh-huh. has he has a lot of analogies, yeah, yeah. oh, my goodness, I'm rolling. I'm oh laughing, I, I, and I, I agree. So it's like uh-huh. I feel validated. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a stress reliever. I, I mean, look, I had – so, look, I, uh-huh. I come about this information on the way here. This is breaking news. I've not shared this with anybody. But one of my buddies, he he knows I'm in a treasure hunt. He sent me an article that said, he said, did you know that on airplanes, they collect $58 million a year in loose change that fall out into the seats and the floor? Stop it. And another million just in the bins when you go through the security checks. So I asked the, the pilots were up there. They knew who it was. I was like, look, can I look through this after yeah. everyone gets off? 
And you would have thought that I had be was a terrorist threat in that moment. They were absolutely not. I was like, I'm just saying, fifty eight so, million dollars is a lot. So, of are money. you telling me Duck Family baggage claim is not debuting Ooh, on be. Fox no, Business? That episode went Duck Family lost and found. That shot that. That's unfortunate. Why, why are the airlines not making a ton of more money than we thought? I mean, yeah, we're should, just yeah. giving well, them fifty eight well, million. Well, a year remember this. That's the and that's the, n- and that's the number they're admitting to okay <laughs> right. no one exactly. ever gives you the real number That's you know exactly. but, but people you, are too uptight is my point that is a great point and uh i appreciate all the nice fine things you said you said them the way i asked you to so i'll send you the money Absolutely. after the show you get, uh, i believe it was 50 bucks you said yeah. is that fair <laughs> a little more than that, oh right? come on <laughs> jason missy robertson are shaking me down this is what you do after 30 years of marriage you hunt treasure you shake down other married people my yeah. wife and i are married 16 years which in legitimately awesome. is, we're having a good time um 13 years longer than either of us thought we would last though like i'm yeah. dead serious like when our wedding registry like when someone we, we got people got us two waffle makers i like i felt guilty like someone i'm like well, listen i can't in good conscience accept a second waffle maker knowing how long this isn't gonna last but well, we made it work cast iron lasts an eternity yeah can we talk about cast iron really quick we can we look i just dug up a trash <laughs> pit and look and there over a hundred years ago and mm-hmm. guess what was at the bottom what? A cast iron skillet. You damn right it was, and you <laughs> could cook right. it right now, and it'd be the best thing ever. I've yes. got it going through a process to get it Every... back to where it was, and I will cook a meal in that you, cast iron. And you better. I mean, but you know what? Or oh, the terrorist win. Okay, well, the terrorists yeah. win. you gotta, you got to cook cast iron. Every great meal, everything is better in a cast iron pan. We don't have really no, a lot no. of anything else. Cast no. iron is at every meal we cook, and we cook at least once a day. Oh, that's rad. So yes. you remember that. You start with cast iron. If you're going to do any bacon, you start with butter. And if you're going to do anything else, you start with bacon. You can bake with bacon, too. I know. I'm it's, just it's, saying. You know, that's all you need to it's know. It's a wonder your career about... as a nutritionist didn't work out. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, it showed so much potential. Isn't it's it? like, you're going to want to Dad said recently on one of their podcasts, you're not a large man. No, No, I'm not. That's because I work outside. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. You do things. Yeah. I work out. I wanted to do a video on how to work outside. Mm Mm-hmm. And just do all the things I do. I chop wood, she'll yeah. tell you. I, yeah. I do all I, I treasure hunt, I dig holes, I'm it's holes. called working holes. outside okay. yeah. and then you can be fit. No, that works. No, that's and, a thing. and fills the holes yeah. back in. Well that's good too. Well that's that that is a reason though. Like people who do things with their hands, do real work, outdoorsy work, mm-hmm. it is actually better strength training. And I'll give you a good example as a sports fan, Nolan Ryan was a cattle rancher, and he pitched, yeah. you know, for the Astros, the Texas Rangers. There's a guy, Robin Ventura, who was a young oh. hotshot power hitter who charged the mound. Oh, I saw it. And yeah. got beat up. I'm seeing it in my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never, you know what's so funny is, I'll never forget, because I grew up here in the East Coast, and I had no background in anything like that. But I remember uh, Chris Berman on ESPN, he said, never mess with a man who wrestles cattle all day. Oh, wait, and of course, my wife's my father-in-law is a dairy farmer at the you know, and uh, when I met him, like I had a lot of like healthy respect because I I remember Nolan Ryan. So I didn't yeah. want to have to fight the guy. Yeah. You know, now I wouldn't get my hands dirty. My son's six foot five. You know, I'm sending <laughs> oh, in the wow. kid. I'm not. You don't want to fight. He's a great guy. But uh, no, there's there's something to be said for just getting out, and that's what I also think is so valuable about your show. For real, 
is it's not what everyone else is doing. It's not an app. You know, most TV shows, people are looking at their phone, looking at the TV, at people who are looking at their phones on the TV. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of cell phones in episode one. Is there a spoiler in episode two? Do you wind up in the Verizon store or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know you did a lot of shopping during oh, no. the hunt. We could go on a rant about cell phones, but we will we will leave that to another time. But we are we are not about no, the cell look, phones. So here, I've gone on record saying when we had trouble with my daughter mm-hmm. and, and all our kids because they're not mature enough to handle a cell phone at an early age, and mm-hmm. they prove it yep. real quickly. <laughs> so the first time I took my cell phone from my daughter, I think it was two weeks, mm-hmm. and then I got back on there and said, nope. So we went two months. Uh-huh. Well, then the next time, it was two years. For real. And then yeah. we canceled her account. So it was like, wow. you can't manipulate us to try to get your phone back. You have no phone and no account until Good you turn you. 18. You but I will say games. this, because everybody right now, the people who could never imagine that, they're like, oh, the horror. It must have sent her into trauma. The reason it lasted two years is because when I tried to give it back to her, mm-hmm. she said, I don't think I need that. Really? Yeah. And That's- so I was in that moment, I, and eventually I was like, Please take it. I think you're ready to be mature enough to make better decisions. She wasn't. But, <laughs> but, but my, point, my point is, yes. I mean, I come from a family. My dad, he, he's never had a cell phone uh-huh. in, in his life. He still has the one hooked to the wall. He's the old school. And, well, this, here's what's funny. The only people calling are mm-hmm. the people still selling stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. You're single-handedly, my dad, is keeping these companies alive. He's still answering the the phone. Because when you hear there's 200 million people on the don't call list, that means the other 100 million are getting all the calls. Dude, the phone is ringing into the ground. So my Uh, dad was like, never get a cell phone. But he also gave me some other advice. He said, you never want to get to be the age of, let's say, 60 mm -hmm. and say to yourself, you should have had that biscuit. (laughs) <laughs> and so they've always promoted us to eat well, work uh-huh. outside, so it all Home comes run. back. So then this is my only question, because I learned a lot about this season and reading up on it. What is steamboat fever? Steamboat fever, yeah. Back in a, a, a time in our, our age where ste- steamboats were basically how you got your stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went from town to town dropping yeah. off goods, people running. and So now, uh, you know, a lot of those steamboats – crashed and they were sunk they were forgotten and we actually go looking for one for one one of the episodes i won't should i give the spoiler alert it's already come out on fox nation i thought we could discuss everything they found one stop it 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 is amazing found a steamboat i can't keep it in i don't know if we're supposed to spoil that or not but it (laughs) is amazing (laughs) i would ask the publicist but she just (laughs) leapt out the window (laughs) she's actually have they drawn the truck outline mikey i want to make sure i get that up on instagram (laughs) holy goodness and it was unplanned and uh, the guy who kind of gives us some legitimacy on the show he is a history expert he's been metal detected and treasure hunting for i don't know 30 40 years uh-huh. but he he thought he knew where it was and uh i was so we end up hunting some different yards and to kind of go back to the era but he spent a couple of days out there looking and uh we were actually filming for the show and he was still looking. They're like, "Tell us if you find it." And he said, "I, I, I think I got a. I think, I think we're on to something." We went out there and actually found it. So, wow, that's which, insane. Which caused a lot of controversy because it's actually like half of it's on Louisiana side and uh-huh. half of, of it's on the Mississippi side. So then, where we left it was them arguing about whose it actually was. But wow. we were like, 
Maybe we'll do a series on that uh, later, the documentary. I think they should do another episode and, like, really explore yeah, what it's was pretty in wild. the boat or on the boat at the time. That's what yeah. I'm interested mm-hmm. in. I want to hear the story and the history of it. It's interesting to me, mm-hmm. and I've been covering shipwrecks forever because of the Biden presidency. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but I still find this fascinating. I'm on still, point. <laughs> I, I still find it fascinating. Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody needs to go watch. Okay, it's Jason, Missy Robertson. They're in studio. Duck Family Treasure. Uh, tonight, 8 o'clock on the Fox Business Network. Uh, I know you know most of the season. Yeah. <laughs> They've heard a lot, yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot more. I believe in my count. I read up on, I will tell you this. I, so I read up on 10, I read up on 10 episodes. Yeah. And we, we chose that introductory clip that we played you on to because literally, I thought I misinterpreted what you said. <laughs> I'm like, there's big hose in the backyard. For some got... reason, that is the clip that keeps resurfacing really? over and over again. Oh, that's I'm like, funny. can you play a different clip? Well, well, maybe clip. I'm the only one who admitted why. <laughs> well, that was, like, well, was a frisky show. It was the only scene that was just a pure 100% reenactment of what. Uh-huh. Yeah. what we were going to do. Yeah. I was and much nicer on this clip than I was in real life. <laughs> that happened in real up. life. I had a six-foot hole, and I was digging up trash. Uh-huh. That's now treasure because through time it becomes treasure. Thank you. And she came out, and she actually didn't say a word, but I saw her lip start quivering because I didn't know that we were fixing to ha- I lost track of time. Yeah. And we had an event that was fixing to happen. It was actually for my daughter's charity. Our charity. We had yeah, all these the people coming, yes. and I have a four-by-six-foot hole. He's standing hole. in it, in, waist in, deep. In, <laughs> and I was like, look at all my treasure. And she I think just, one tear fell, and I turned around and got in my vehicle yeah. and left. I cleaned it up. I think I think it's safe uh, for you to say, Miss, you actually do have two children at home. Oh, I've way more. Yeah, than no, that. but I'm no. just saying in general. I think you can add one to the count here. <laughs> this guy playing with his toys in the yard currently. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, we're excited about this season, and we thank you for coming by and lending fun. some of your radio expertise to the show. Thanks, Believe man. me, it's 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 nice to have you here to carry it for a little bit. You know, I'm barely scraping by, as oh, you know, right, but right. we'll handle it. But uh, the season is tonight at 8 o'clock on the Fox Business Network, Duck Family Treasure. And the spinoff is coming, Duck Family Baggage Claim. You heard it That's here first. It. It's coming. And then we're going to have the masked hunter. We're just going to keep spinning things off. This is what we do. Go, rock and roll. Keep up the good work. I'll see you Thank soon. You. Back at this. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon and a shout out to Jason Missy Robertson, who are hilarious on air and off the air. That's <laughs> one of the funniest things. We're just standing here during a commercial break. You know, we're talking about their season of their show and people using phones and everything. And uh, apparently, uh, they're going to be at the Patriot Awards. I'm going. I did not know that. I'm going down to the Patriot Awards, as you know. And uh, I'll be doing stand-up at the Patriot Awards on stage. It's going to be a wild time. And uh, if you're in the area, you have plans to go, go. You'll hang out with me. You're going to meet Jason Missy Robertson from Duck Dynasty. You're going to meet every big-name Fox talent in the planet. But if you can't wait that long to see me, I understand some of you emotionally are having a hard time, you know, getting to November to see Jimmy Fallon. You can see me next week, October the 28th and 29th. I am at the Spokane Comedy Club out in Spokane, Washington. And I was told you can get a contact high anywhere in the state of Washington. So if you've always wanted to try marijuana but you felt the stigma about buying it, I don't know, maybe fly to Washington and watch the show and then we'll walk the streets afterwards and get baked by accident. I don't know what to tell you. 
but uh, it might be the only way to opiate these masses based on how things are headed. It's a messy, a messy, messy hour coming up. I'm bringing in Chadwick Moore to sing backup because we have to have a grown-up talk about tent cities here in New York City that they're building for the homeless people and the junkies. You're going to love it. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're getting ready for a big one over here at Fox News headquarters in New York City, where the tent cities have now been built to accommodate the homeless migrants who have been relocated due to the porous border down in Texas and Arizona. Chadwick Moore, a New York resident, a guy who tells it like it is, is going to stop by to discuss it. But a long story short, and this is not a good commentary on our country or the people running it. New York City has a homeless veteran population that numbers in the tens of thousands. Guys who fought for this country, homeless, on the streets, as we're building tents to accommodate guys who broke the law to sneak into this country. That's not right. It's disgusting. And again, it's only a thing because we have a guy in the Oval Office who refused to secure the border. Biden sucks. Okay, 888-788-9910 if you want to talk about it. I'm a little worked up. It's a big Thursday. I'm in a good mood. i got a lot going on. Uh, but, but, you know, the bottom one is, I, you know, I live in New York. I have watched the deterioration of this city over the course of the last six or seven years. When I was driving a cab, people always ask me that. Like, oh, was it dangerous driving a cab in New York City? The God's honest truth is when I'm driving a cab for 15 hours a day, I wanted to die. It wasn't dangerous enough for me. Like somebody, you know, people always say, like, did you did you profile people? Did you not pick them up if they look dangerous? If I didn't pick you up, it's because you didn't look dangerous enough. Okay, for real. You didn't look dangerous enough. But, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I got a little more to live for. And I got a kid and I got a, you know, halfway decent wife. But uh, no, Jenny, the best. But the point is, I have watched the quality of life around me deteriorate on really like a heartbreaking level in that we started all of this defund ridiculousness where New York, for real, cut a billion dollars from its police budget under the claim that the police were a bigger threat to the community than the criminals that they've sworn to protect us again. (laughs) It was the dumbest thing ever uttered. Defund the police, the three dumbest words ever spoken. Maybe next to I'm voting Biden. Okay, defund the police probably won. I'm voting Biden probably too. Come on, man. Just the worst. Okay, but Joe Biden is front and center in this conversation because it was his decision at the southern border to rescind all of Donald Trump's border policies that put us into a position where we're now running a travel agency for migrants. Biden is relocating migrants via plane all over the country. He's been doing it at a year and for a year and a half because he didn't want overcrowded border facilities to draw attention to the problem. He repealed the Remain in Mexico policy, which, of course, gave the cartels the power to exploit our open border by guaranteeing people safe passage into the country. What I mean by safe passage is the cartels aren't trying to sneak people in without getting them caught. They're just getting them here because if they get caught, they're getting let into the country. Remain in Mexico used to be if you got caught, you remained in Mexico till we heard your asylum case. Now it's just come on down. Biden has turned the country into the college bar. That doesn't check IDs. And once the word gets out that all the underage kids can get into the bar because they're not checking IDs, guess what all the underage kids do? Are you ready for it? 
They show up to the bar. Okay, these migrants, who I have great empathy for, who would be much safer if they were coming here legally, are now being incentivized to take a perilous journey in which 30% of the women get sexually assaulted. We've seen hundreds of family members drown. We've seen 53 people suffocate in a tractor trailer. Okay, we've seen horrific things. I have empathy for these people. I don't want them enduring what they're enduring. But when you start doing things like, well, we'll build a tent city. You come in illegally, we'll build a tent city. Here's a couple of bucks. You get three meals a day. You're living in a luxury tent. You're going glamping. It's the fire festival. That's what's going on. And here is Eric Adams, who understand is a New York City mayor, went from we're not doing this, this is wrong, DeSantis is a human trafficker, okay, Greg Abbott's a human trafficker, this is inhumane. Again, it was inhumane to put people on air-conditioned buses. But was a guy like Eric Adams saying anything about inhumanity when people were suffocating in tractor trailers? The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, but at first he was saying, we don't want these migrants here. It's not, they shouldn't be here. There's a Texas thing. There's a Florida thing. But somewhere along the line, there was an internal pivot within the Democratic Party. And they went from, you know, saying you can't do this because that, of course, drew attention to the fact that there was a this to do. Okay, so now they're just saying embrace people. Don't make a big headline out of it. Just let people come into the country illegally. We'll pay for it. We'll raise the taxes to accommodate this whole thing. Thanks, big government weenuses. And what did we find out today? The D.C., the Washington, D.C. City Council voted to let illegal migrants vote in local elections. We've had a bill to do that here in New York, too. So you understand when the Democrats, and it's funny because Tucker called them out for this. People always are like, Tucker, the great replacement theory. And then he always plays a clip of Democrats saying exactly that. Well, we're changing the demographics. We're going to change the demographics. We're probably going to lose. We're going to change the demographics. It's exactly what they're doing. The border is open by design, and it's getting people killed. And it's also, to be clear, making illegal migrants a bigger priority, a bigger priority. The people who broke the law to get here are now getting accommodations that aren't reserved for the people who risk their lives fighting for the country. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. And understand, okay, here is Eric Adams. Someone got to him, Mayor Nightclub, who was at the new club. They had a club open last night at Hudson Yards. He was there, Mayor Nightclub, always out for some bottle service. He wants to be Jay-Z. But the problem is right now under his watch, crime is spiking on the J and the Z, the subway trains where everybody's getting mugged and shoved in front of the train. Okay, but he wants to be Jay-Z. So he does the nightclub stuff and he takes orders from Washington, D.C. Two weeks ago, to his credit, he was willing to acknowledge that we needed to do more to secure the border. You know what he did yesterday? He actually said, nah, it's fine. This is a good thing. Clip 39. The history of this country has always been tied to welcoming those who are fleeing harm. And that is the spirit of this country. It must be done in an organized way. And I I believe that we will always be responsible as, as New Yorkers to make sure whoever comes here, we're going to do our job, and that's what we have done. I think that New York has been a role model on how to effectively use our infrastructure to address the crisis and make sure we treat people in a humane way. And that's what we have done. I mean, such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. So they went from, I understand, he was saying, get out. I was playing you the clips because New York was Martha's Vineyard. We're a sanctuary city. No one's illegal here. And then migrants showed up and the Democrats are like, hey, get the out of here. Don't ever forget. 
Martha's Vineyard, with that big sign out front that says, all are welcome, you got to look to the bottom because there's fine print that says, but only for a few hours. Martha's Vineyard, a sanctuary city, kicked out migrants in less than 24 hours. They're living on a military base. They're not exactly singing open arms by journey. But the point is Eric Adams, who was also saying, get out, this is a crisis. Okay, we need the government to step in because our city with a population of 9 million can't handle 10,000 people, even though towns like Eagle Pass, Texas, handle 10,000 people in a week. But what's going on now is they made a calculated pivot. They said, no, actually, you know what? No, build the tents. Let them come here. Let's put up the money. Okay, we can pay for this. Don't worry about it. You know, maybe the taxes go up a little bit. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. But understand really quick. Okay. yes, it's going to cost you more money. But what it's also going to do is make this border crisis worse. I'm talking about the people that are suffocating, the people that are drowning, the people that are being sexually assaulted, because we're saying right now, this is the message. When you come to this this country illegally, okay, and they apprehend you at the border, they give you a date to show up for your asylum case. Ninety percent of the people assigned a date do not show up. Why would they? They're already in the country. Are you going to show up and voluntarily say, "Okay, I'm here for the trial that might kick me out. Dude, you walked a thousand miles. You want to be here. I mean, that's my one. It really my biggest frustration when it comes to the migrant crisis is that people aren't at least acknowledging how badly people want to be here because we have it so good. You know, the same Democrats tell you, oh, this country sucks. It's systemically racist. It's oppressive. Minorities don't have a chance here. Meanwhile, we've got millions and millions of people literally risking their lives to be a part of this country. It's like when they bash Florida. They're like, oh, DeSantis is the worst. Well, more people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say some people are okay with his leadership. But that's the fraud of this whole thing. As crime spikes in this country as the homeless problem is off the charts. Like we are, you know, I would say New York is at like a nine on a scale of one to San Francisco. Like we're there. We're in like Portland territory. It's very bad. Okay, and it'll only get worse because the people apprehended, when they call back to their friends, they don't say, don't come, we got caught. They say, yo, I'm in a heated tent. I got three meals a day. I got a cell phone, a stimulus check. This is amazing. Okay, it's beyond what anyone even thought they were getting themselves into when they got here. So you understand we're not solving the crisis. All they're trying to do, this is no different than cutting fuel before the election. Okay, you reduce the appearance of a problem. When you get into the strategic energy reserves, you don't address the issue of supply and demand. In fact, you lower the supply of our strategic energy reserves. But when the elections are over fuel prices are going to spike. All he tried to do was reduce the short-term appearance of a crisis. And this is no different than what's going on now with the, with the migrant problem. Hey, well, if we just give everybody a tent and a couple of checks and a couple of meals, nobody will complain about migrants being you know, relocated, and we won't make the border an issue heading to the polls. That's what we're doing. Okay, but we're not showing any consideration for the migrants themselves, more of whom will now risk their lives and encounter this adversity to try to get here. We're not showing any consideration for these border towns that are being completely overwhelmed, having their resources drained. And you know what else we're not showing any attention to right now? The city that is seeing a historic spike in violent crime. Violent crime in my city is up 40%, dude. I've told you this before. We used to have these famous walking tours where you walked around and looked at the buildings. They're now called running tours because you're running for your life. 
You're getting chased by hobbits and time travelers and everything in between. Like New York, it really is like grim, dude. Okay, and the people responsible for it don't care because they're too busy building tents, not for the people who fought for this country, but for the people who broke the law to get in. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready to talk to my main man, Chadwick Moore. But we're going to head back out to the phones really quick. Tyler is in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. I got a lot of family out that way. Yo, Tyler! My man. Did you run into any of my Polish Falcon family out there yet? As a matter of fact, I think that was the one slingshot and beer at me last night, but that's for another story. (laughs) Yo, my Uncle Sam, really quick, is like, he's 96. He was in General MacArthur's Honor Guard. He lives in an assisted living facility now, but he still gets out and goes running, and he does drink Iron City Light to this day. So you might see him. Hey, it's good beer, bud. There you go. (laughs) Better than a football team right now, but let's keep talking. Yeah, don't even get on that one. Um, I just, uh, I was leaving downtown Pittsburgh today and I saw the uh, motor brigade taking Joe Biden downtown. And I, because he's, he's running with uh, Fetterman, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of made me wonder. So my father had a debilitating stroke a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And I right. see what that does to, you know, your yep. body. It beats you up. And, um, I pour concrete every day, and if I were to come down with some type of disease to where I can't pour concrete every day, mm-hmm. even though I'm still wearing those shoes, I, I might have to seek different employment or something different. Yeah. And with the with the whole Fetterman thing in PA, I just hope people kind of wake up and say, wait a minute, this, you know, let alone our president, but this guy is not fit to do the job at hand. Yeah, it, it. listen, man, it looks like it's going to have a real hard time. Like when you watch these interviews, I know people can rehabilitate and get better. And obviously you wish them well. 
Uh, but it from from all appearances right now, they're in a tough spot, man, because he doesn't look good. And when he released his bill of health yesterday, it was from a donor. It was from a doctor who is a donor to his campaign, which is absurd. Great. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, at that yeah. point, you might as well have Dr. Dre. Hey, before you cut me off, when are you coming Never. to Pittsburgh? Oh, you mind your business. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're going to do another event with JAS in the spring. Uh, but we might be there sooner because, you know, Lincoln Fela, I couldn't talk him out of it. His favorite team is the Steelers. So, uh, you know. You better get down here. That's what I'm saying. If T.J. Watt gets healthy, you're going to see me and the Link Man probably in uh, late November, early December. So get your game face on. It'll be on, buddy. All right, rock and roll. I'll see you in the parking lot. Tailgate time, Tyler. Let's get him. There he goes. Marion on the line down in Tyler, Texas. Yo, Marion. Hello, Jimmy. My man. Hey, living. I've got a challenge for you. Uh-oh. Uh, I would like to challenge Laura Trump mm-hmm. to a karaoke showdown. I saw you two on somebody else's TV here not too long ago. <laughs> you were talking about what a good job she did with karaoke. Uh-huh. I would like to challenge her. At that time, I did not know that uh, you have an event coming to the Tyler area in mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. And on the 16th of September, I did music for a constitutional rally on the square downtown Tyler. And Paul Gleiser was there and did a 15-minute talk on the Constitution. And I didn't know at that time the event was scheduled, but I ran the idea by him and he kept saying, interesting. Interesting." (laughs) So I've got to get Lara Trump down to Tyler. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I'll challenge her to karaoke. I'm 85 years old. And I do I do music. I still have a voice and I still you have a sense good. of humor. So yes, I think do. it would be a, a good event. Now, beyond, let's just talk about this, okay? Um, is sure. it is it really for the music? Or are you just trying to get some quiet time with Lara Trump? What's the angle? <laughs> Actually, I'd like to make a, 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 a money raising, a fundraiser for okay. a, a private school here that deals with the under served community in in north of that would the be north awesome. of something something like that would be awesome um listen i can certainly run it by miss trump i don't know what her travel schedule is but she's always down to hang out and she does love karaoke and either way your your heart is in the right place on this i'm glad you know i have some callers on this show that would have copped to an ulterior motive here if you have one to your credit you didn't admit to it so i give you kudos for that alone marion I'm willing to audition anytime, anywhere with anybody. <laughs> this is great. We're turning this into like American Idol or something like that. It's American Idol with an apostrophe. Uh, Marion, you're the man. We will do it again soon, and I will relay your sentiments to Ms. Lara Trump. Yeah, you never know. I mean, she might she might show up if Marion can behave himself. You know, Just don't get frisky. Play some defense, would you? Chadwick Moore's coming by. We'll do the damn thing after this. Oh, girl, it is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. A couple weeks back, I recommended a book called So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training, Smiling Through the DEI Apocalypse. Well, today, the author of that book, back in studio, giving me a physical copy of the book, which is nice. Yeah, I'm gonna if I'm gonna plug the book, I should it's it's nice that you give me. You one. should get a copy. He shows I up you should get a copy. Bearing gifts. Now I understand though, yeah. you found this in a tent city. On I've, the way here? Yes, yes. Ch- Chadwick Moore is here to explain. Yeah, okay. well, I was, um, I'd been uh, passed out on Randall's Island since festival season ended. <laughs> and then I woke up and there were all these tents everywhere. 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was great. You know, I was playing Xbox with some illegals. And, it was great. Uh, they're doing my laundry for me. I had Washington Dude, they're service. they're so good at Fortnite. Yeah. They're demoralizing they're, my kid. <laughs> they know all these yeah. cheat codes. They know all the good dances. Yeah. What, what, what Chawick and I are talking about really quick is New Yorkers is we just opened up these 10 cities. We're basically doing a, you know, build your own San Francisco kit now in New York. And, you know, we're, but basically we're doing these for migrants and people that are making it across the border. But uh, it's a lot of money. And uh, it does very much resemble glamping. Like I was looking at the videos and stuff. <laughs> you're getting like three. You're getting everything you were promised at the fire festival that they didn't come through. <laughs> that on. Didn't happen exactly. Like, yeah, this nice town yeah. with a lot of food. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you knew the you know the food's got to be a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> these, these these people are gonna live better than most New Yorkers. Oh, easily. I mean, they've got they're being waited on hand and foot. They got free entertainment. They got a popcorn machine. That's crazy. In, in a, a room popcorn with, machine. They got a popcorn. They've turned machine. this into a ground round. They've they, got, a, they've got a <laughs> right. unlimited popcorn yeah. baskets. What oh, the yeah. hell? Yeah, they're living a hell of a lot better than I did when I first arrived in New York. I can tell oh, you that much. There is no dignity in living in this town. <laughs> I tell people this. All the time when people in New York derisively call them all oh, the flyover states. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. So we have nine roommates in a studio apartment right. and we're making fun of the people in the affordable mansion. Yeah. They, yeah. Like McMansion is not a slander to me. They're like, oh, you people in your cheap brand new houses. Yeah. Excuse me. Me and my roommate are peeing on each other for heat right now. <laughs> right, it's, a, exactly. it's crazy. But everybody in New York grows up thinking the rest of the world wishes they lived here. Yeah. The rest of the world doesn't want to live here. No. They think we're nuts. No. You talk to any tourist who's outside right now, and they're like, it's nice for a couple days. I'm glad I don't live here. <laughs> Even the migrants. <laughs> yeah. The migrants are walking around in sweatshirts that say, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. We didn't want to be in New York. Now the border's no. open. We snuck in. Yeah. We yeah. thought we were going to hang out in Texas. Right. Yeah. It's no way to live. It's no way to live, Chad Whitmore. It's not. Let's talk about it. Okay. We got a lot going on. The midterms are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we were talking outside the hole on this, but I wanted to talk about something else. Biden is doing a rally with Fetterman today. Oh, my goodness. Do they give hazard pay to the sign language interpreter? <laughs> a lot of made-up words. That's a lot of, like, real-time, make a new signal. Like, let me give you one, okay? Let's pretend this, okay? I don't sign, but my wife, who teaches kids that are impaired, okay, does know a lot about sign language, okay? Yeah. So this is you, Chadwick Moore. You're on stage uh-huh. signing, and this happens. Just wait till the end. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. What's the sign? True international effort What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Joe Biden is the first president in history to make a sign language interpreter shrug. (laughs) I don't know. I am out of here. Yeah, there's a new there's a new sign in the language now for Biden. Just yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So the fact that the two of them are going to get out there—that's amazing. It's listen. The idea that this is a thing, I think, is hilarious. I have made a lot of off-color jokes off the air about this. I Uh try to keep it above board on air, right? Because I think if we were being serious, uh, we make fun of this situation, right? Yeah. But in all honesty, we'd be very objective. Their policies are a much bigger impediment to voting for them. I know. You know what I'm saying? I I would be fine with Biden telling people he's Batman. Okay, which he's probably going to do soon and it's not going to get covered. Right. But the point is, I'd be fine with Batman. You know what I mean? If he wasn't following Robin's advice on the economy and gas and everything in between. Yeah. So I think Robin's the problem here is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Robin's always been the problem. We really took this somewhere, didn't we? (laughs) We did. Yeah. A second. I might want to see if I can transition the show out of this. Give me one second. okay? (laughs) There we are. Chadwick Morris in studio. Making all kinds of wild analogies. But no, I think that's a weird one. But I think as we get closer, like we were talking about this, we've entered the silly season. We're in say anything mode now. Yeah. Okay. 
there's also this thing going on with the vaccine uh-huh. where they're all trying to pretend now yeah. that stopping transmission was never the goal. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And they, the, the CDC just voted, like li- literally like 52 minutes ago, uh-huh. to mandate it for kids as part of their vaccine schedule. Oof. But we legitimately now know, because we heard Pfizer's director of marketing admit, they didn't even test it for inflation. Yeah. I mean inflation, for, for, for transmission. For transmission, right. Imagine you're buying condoms. Like, by the way, we don't know if this stops pregnancy or disease. But, yeah. but you got it. You better wear one. You better wear one right now. <laughs> like, so what went on? I mean, they, they basically they tested it to see if it would enable them to buy more ski homes in Vail, Colorado. Yeah. So like, does this vaccine make us enough money yeah. to buy more vacation homes from the Rob Report? That was the test. And, well, and when they were when they were selling it to everyone, they either said they that it does prevent transmission or they used very sneaky language that sounded like that's what they were saying oh. when really they were covering themselves oh. but this children thing you know what is it right now uh, i think i just read it's like less than 10 percent of children age six months mm-hmm. to four years have gotten the vaccine so 10 mm-hmm. percent of america's parents are demonic we now know they vaccinated their poor children against this yep. but parents don't want this thing yep. so now you're gonna have uh, you've got this recommendation. Every Democrat governor in the country, you can imagine, is going to go for it. Yep. So, I mean, Florida doesn't have to worry, obviously. Yep. Maybe New York won't have to worry if people get out and vote. Vote for Zeldin. Yeah, yeah. They don't but get otherwise, on the way to the polls. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, okay. <laughs> That's not good. No, but you're right. I mean, like, they're actually, like, they're experimenting on kids. Yeah. In a weird way, because we don't know, no matter what you tell me you do know about the vaccine, they don't know long-term effects. Right. It's in my body. I'm saying that, you know, yeah. I've got the, I, I've, I've told the audiences, I got the, the Johnson & Johnson That was vaccine. the safe one, I think. Well, what they didn't tell me, it was Magic Johnson and Keyshawn Johnson. Pretty- <laughs> so, so I can't catch COVID, but I can really catch a pass. You got to yeah. see it. You got to see it. But no, it's, it's, what's crazy is like, we don't know. We don't know about women's reproductive health. We right. don't know. Yeah. But we just mandated it. And it's so crazy it's, and like really nuts. reckless. Yeah. But we're always described as like the cavalier ones. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that we are if we're re- if we're asking these valid questions. Yeah. But isn't it so weird to see the blind trust in pharmaceutical companies who've been given legal and criminal immunity? I know. Like if you invited me out for a party tonight, uh-huh. like Jimmy Fallon, we're doing this Chadwick Moore style. I have gotten you legal. I have gotten you civil and criminal immunity. Like, I'm assuming <laughs> there's some bad stuff going on at this party. Right. You yeah. Know, you don't give that to somebody because, yeah. you know, you're above board. Yeah. But they have that. We can't sue them if something goes wrong. And what happened to the days when we had the political system worked like you had Democrats to put the check on biz, big business mm-hmm. and, and Republicans who put it on government? Mm-hmm. Now you just have – I mean, now the Democrats are the party of big business. Yep. And you just sort of have this kind of mono party. So true. It's all one and the same, the big business and the government. 90% of Washington, D.C. is yeah. just eating $6,500 lobbyist lunches at Cafe Milano. Exactly. And exactly. they're just having a nice time. And AOC is the perfect example of that. There's lo- this progressive who comes in, and look at her. Like Now she's Raytheon Cortez. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like she's a low-IQ TikToker who yeah. happens to be in Congress. Yeah. And now they're yeah. heckling her to rallies, and she's dancing. Oh, my gosh. Did you gosh, see that embarrassing clip? Oh, my gosh, yeah. But they're not wrong. Like, she's a sellout. The yeah. only thing she's done in her district is kill Amazon jobs. Yeah. She was like, eat the rich. Now you get no job. <laughs> crime, Violent crime is at 53% in her district. Whatever. Yeah. And we're just Venmoing Ukraine. Right. Venmoing Ukraine. Yeah. And just like, let me get you on record. Chadwick Moore is here. Okay. The book is called So You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. You should probably read it because following anything in the news right now is horrific. You got to have a laugh sometimes. No, That's you what just I hope do. this book can bring to the world, you know? He's opiating the masses. But stick with me. Okay. The... 
idea. This is not me. This is not like some Jimmy Fallon, Fox News, right wing strongman theory. Okay, Ukraine has always been considered like, if not the most corrupt country in the world, like top two. Yeah, it's always been, you know, some people grow up in a Beatles house. Some people grow up in a Rolling Stones house. (laughs) (laughs) You can say it's Ukraine. But but the point is very corrupt. And there's no check on this going there. And again, I'm not every time someone raises this point. They're like, oh, well, who wrote that one for you? The Kremlin? Yeah, oh, like, my no. gosh. Yeah. No, it's nothing to do with the Kremlin. Yeah. That's reality. Right. And we're sending them a lot of money at a time when we don't have a lot of money, at a right. time when inflation is spiking. And, it's, you know, and I feel like uh, there's not enough interest. Like the AOCs of the world who are supposed to be in their party, the check on this runaway abuse. That's what she was yeah. supposed to be. I'm shaking it up. Right. But is the truth once you get there to Congress that maybe this you can tell me? Is the truth that once you get there, like the seniors in this high school are like the Pelosi's of the world. And uh, you ain't you ain't getting anything done in this high school unless the seniors are cool with you. Right. So you just – is that what it happens? You just have <laughs> I to like rubber that analogy. Stand. But is that what we're watching? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because look at uh, – you know, this is now the second time she's been heckled in her own district. And probably the second time she's actually been to her own district <laughs> at the That's same funny. time. Like... And, uh, and it's these far left people who you know are just woke as all hell. Uh-huh. And But I agree with them on what they're saying. Yep. She's become a warmonger. She's become a, a Pelosi hawk. Um, and it's just amazing for that to see them pointed out, and, and thank God they're pointing it out. Yeah, it should you know, be these, pointed out. These, yeah. But it's and it, what's funny though is like Kevin McCarthy got in trouble for saying like if we take back the house, no more money for Ukraine. Oh yeah, which I think people agree with. Oh yeah, but it also strategically sounds a little dicey because if you are Russia, <laughs> you're like, well, you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, then who do you think uh, stole, uh, affected the midterms? It'll oh, be Russia. Man. They'll be blaming that. Yeah, That's exactly. what's going to happen now. So that the is. Republicans. Are yeah. This is the joke of our time, and and I know you know this. The Democrats, the next major election they lose uh-huh. are going to pivot from questioning an election as treason to they stole the election. Uh-huh. And we all know that's coming. Totally. It's coming. What would you say the odds are? Uh, would you say it's 100 percent certainty that if a, a, like a DeSantis wins in 2024, they say it was stolen? Oh, 100 percent certainty. It's probably 100 percent, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This is why we can't have nice things, Chadwick Moore. I agree. Well, you know what else is going to happen after the midterms if the Republicans do retake Congress? We are officially going to be in a recession. Yeah. They are going to pivot to that so quickly. Yeah. You know, because they can't do it now. Yeah. Well, the Republicans took Congress. The yeah, economy so now, tanked. It's tanking. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. you <laughs> no, that wasn't a recession before. And, like, yeah. listen, if you're listening as a Democrat, I say this a lot, Chadwick, when you're not here. People who disagree with us, we do not consider them our enemies. We don't care. We're just trying to break through to you. So you hear our reasoned analysis of what is clearly happening to the country. And the tribal thing has gotten so counterproductive to the well-being of the country because everybody really does. They just vote for the party over the country. And that's why all the one-party rural cities have been run into the ground. Do you remember when the George Floyd riots broke out? And uh, we were told, you know, they quoted Martin Luther King. They hate the quote of, you know, live in a world where you judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Right. Because in this era, the color of your skin is supposed to be everything. Yeah, but they'll quote the other part of Martin Luther King's doctrine, which is a, a riot is the language of the unheard. Mm-hmm. But what they never acknowledge is in these cities that felt unheard, they were run by the Democratic Party for 60 years. I mean, right? So is the language of the unheard. It's not America that's not listening. It's your local Democratic leadership. But they will keep voting Democrat no matter what. What? Keep no voting. matter what, they, no matter. I've been really surprised. Like, I've been to, I've been attending a couple of events, like Republican events lately here in New York City. I have met so many people recently who left the Democrat Party because of covid. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I heard a lot of people because Trump and uh-huh. everything that happened after that. Uh-huh. But I think it's there's a huge number of uh, silent people who have 
COVID was it for them. You know what? Well, you that's know? funny that you say that because here in New York specifically, yeah. I was talking about this on Brian Kilmeade's show yesterday. The amount of people that come up to me on the street uh-huh. in New York. Yeah. They're like, hey, man. But they whisper. They're like, hey, man, I love Fox News. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they got to whisper. Yeah, yeah. But what's so funny is like, it's like those old Frosted Flakes commercials where the adults who ate them, they block out their faces. They'd be like, yeah. I like them. They're great. And that's <laughs> right. what they do with, as Fox News in New Yorkers. Like, I like yeah. Fox News. It's great. And oh, they totally, run yeah. for their lives. <laughs> right. But you're right that like they, they have alienated a lot of people. Uh, with I, I mean, I think COVID is like symptomatic of everything they're trying to do, which is just so much heavy handed government. Yeah. And obviously a lot of draconian stuff. And, uh, you know, you talk about a cavalier disregard for the well-being of students, like shutting down city schools. And yeah. Mandating vaccines. But yeah. can I give you a positive anecdote about this whole thing? Yes, please. So the crazy COVID crowd, uh-huh. which is anyone wearing a mask in 2022. Right. OK. There's a really funny thing going on and you can watch it on the subway. And uh-huh. it's, you're going to love this. OK. <laughs> I have, you know, I've lived here a little longer than you, uh-huh. uh, but when I lived on the Upper West Side, uh, when I first moved up there, uh, this is so, we're talking like 07, 08, uh-huh. okay? There's a two-man mariachi band that rides the one train every morning. You'd uh-huh. see them if you rode the one train for a one-hour pocket a day. You'd see them every morning. I see them ev- almost every morning. Uh, realistically, if I take the subway three days a week, week to work, I see them two days of the three. Uh-huh. When I come here to Fox News. Okay. So I know these guys going back to about, you know, 15 years. Uh My wife knows them. When she moved to New York, it was the first thing she saw was mariachi on the train. She's like, Uh oh, it's so funny. So we know them. Anyway, on the subway right now, I saw this three times last week. Random women in masks. Uh You know who they are. Women in masks (laughs) went up to my mariachi guys. Give him $20 and go, I think it's terrible what Ron DeSantis did to you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Automatic assumption that they were illegal aliens. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Just on your Spanish, you must have snuck in. And it's such a condescending racist attitude. Right, of course. It's like when Pelosi said DeSantis should keep them in Florida. We need them to pick the fruit. I know. I'm like, I don't know if you know this. But yeah. you do have like a hundred Latinos in Congress. <laughs> they right. do things besides pick fruit, you know. Yeah. I mean, man, isn't that crazy? Yeah. But if I made a joke about like we need somebody from Latin America on the Yankees because they play the good shortstops, right? Yeah. That would be racist, of course. But yeah, being yeah. like, why aren't you picking fruit? Oh, because the mariachi band is a concert. <laughs> it's dumb, Chad. I'm sorry, we don't have any crops here in New York for you to pick. Thank you for the music. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm glad you found a side That's, hustle. Yeah, I'm glad you found a side hustle. Oh, yeah. we pick our own apples this time of year. Right, yeah. Did you see really quick before I let you go, um, did you see the whole Obama thing? The Hill wrote an article about Democrats are mad at Obama uh-huh. because they're saying he's not doing enough to campaign. Just really quick, my theory is that he just, he, he's going to show up the last week because he always does. Yeah. But it's bare minimum. I don't think he wants to be a part of this because yeah. he sees where it's going. Yeah. And it doesn't help his brand if they lose 50 seats and he's a part of the stump, does it? Yeah. So you think that's what's going on? Yeah, I, that, yeah you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I think you're correct. And also, I just think he doesn't want anything to do with Joe Biden. Maybe he does Biden's name People on, forget you know? that. He didn't endorse Biden until 23 people had dropped out. <laughs> yeah. Like, he actually had to endorse And then him. he had to, yeah. The it, was him or, it was down to him or Kanye at that point. Right. So he couldn't endorse Trump. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's really crazy. weird. Like, if Biden would have done a few more public-facing events, Obama might have endorsed Kanye. Yeah. He would have yeah. like, I'm sorry. Sorry, I can't. This whole. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can tell me whatever you want about Kanye's language. He's never taken choice away from an entire race of people. Right. I mean, come on. Remember this. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Now that's the one where the where the sign language guy just throws his hands up. Like yeah. he understands it. Yeah. He's like, come he's on. Like, he's like, I can't. I can't this. even say this to these yeah, people. Yeah, I'm gonna get fired if I say this. Fela Moore, 2024. 
We I give agree. hazard pay to all sign language interpreters. Definitely, yeah. Great stuff. Everybody buy three <laughs> copies of So You've Been Vent- You've Been Sent to Diversity Training. It'll it'll be a big conversation starter in your tent city. You're gonna love absolutely. it. You're absolutely, the man, Chadwick Moore. I'll see you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth of a fantastic radio day on this show. Wrong. Oh, that's such a tough crowd. Whatever. I'm done with radio for the day. I got a big TV day tomorrow. I will be on Fox and Friends first in the morning. Uh, Tomorrow night I'll be on Fox Business tonight with the great Dagan McDowell, who cannot wait to have me on set. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you got a lot of stand-up options coming up. Uh, the Vegas show sold out. I posted that on the page. I was kind of excited about that. It's really rad. Thank you for everybody uh, who made that a thing. And uh, Spokane, though, next week, the 28th to 29th, we'll be at the Spokane Comedy Club. We'd love to have you there. I understand it's a you know, little bit of a haul for some of you, so I'm not going to hold it against you when gas is now like thirty three fifty a gallon because of this dope in the Oval Office. So all I'll tell you to do, the only required assignment – that I'm sending you home with this evening. It's just enjoy yourself, man. You're in a fun business. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. So get out there tonight. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.